All of it is supported by Missouri, makers of handcrafted jewelry that's made to last. Looking for the perfect Mother's Day present? Missouri has you covered. Get free shipping on all orders in the U.S. and Canada, plus a two-year warranty. Head to Missouri.com slash all of it or use code all of it for 10% off your first order. That's M-E-J-U-R-I dot com slash all of it. Listener supported. WNYC Studios. This is All of It, a new podcast series from Playwrights Horizons is bringing the stage to you wherever you may be. Playwrights Horizons is the off-Broadway theater that describes itself as a writer's theater, and it has a mission to support the development of American playwrights. Its new podcast is called Soundstage, and it's an audio fiction series featuring plays written exclusively for audio. Featured playwrights include Jordan Harrison, Heather Christian, and Robert O'Hara. The second episode of the podcast, a play called Gather, is out today, pairing suspense with Beyonce. Yeah, that's what I said. Its sound design and narrative makes for an engaging experience. Gather is written and directed by playwright Robert O'Hara, whose work explores black culture, gender, and history. We're joined now by Robert. Hi, Robert. Hi there. And Adam Greenfield, the Associate Artistic Director of Playwrights Horizons. Hi, Adam. Hello. So, Adam, you are very specific about not calling these radio plays. How is this project different from a radio play? Well, when I think of radio play, I think of um, a recording of a live performance of a scripted piece with uh, where you have the 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 experience of hearing a a live audience responding to the play in time, and um, you know, very often it's with like a foley artist or a live sound designer. As part of the experience, I think of um, some of those, um, you know, like, you know, what Pray Home Companion does so well. Um, uh, and that's not really what we're interested in. Um, I feel like the live experience of theater is something that just can't really be replicated very well um, uh, in, you know, in, in uh, digitally. So, I was interested in commissioning um, works from writers that are that are really native to the digital sphere, and uh, to that end, I was looking at some inspirations um, like um, the the War of the Worlds podcast or a mm-hmm. podcast broadcast that um, uh, Orson Welles um, created, and um, some of the work of Janet Cardiff, who is a sound artist, and then also uh, Joe Frank, who um, had that sort of uh, kind of a cult following, sure. making. Um, digitally native uh, or, or at least um, audio native ra- radio pieces um, in the 80s and 90s. Now, Adam, was this something that was already in the pipeline and you just fast-tracked it because of what's going on now, or was this something born of the moment? Well, we, no, it was definitely something that we've been working on for, for quite a while now. Um, we started working on this a few years ago. I, I've always been a, a big fan of audio. I love the um, I love it as a medium for for storytelling, uh, especially for fiction. I I think that in its limitations, you actually um, really can liberate storytelling in you know as a really well evidenced by War of the Worlds, where Orson Welles is able to take us from a ballroom in New York City to uh, South America to a cornfield in Iowa, uh, all from one sentence to the next. Um, I think audio uh, allows to allows the writer uh, to really play on the listener's imagination in a way that's very nimble and live. And um, so we were really interested in setting playwrights to the task of 
creating audio fiction because um, we've all because the there was a, a bit of an explosion of podcasts in recent years, and so we wanted to see what would happen um, when we set playwrights onto that uh, into that medium, and um, that was something that we began thinking of about two and a half years ago, and then we were. Um, the uh, fortunate recipients of um, some funding from the Sherman Foundation's Rosine Fund. And uh, we um, commissioned uh, a group of writers to start making pieces. And um, one by one, uh, writers turned in their pieces, and we started just going ahead and making them. And the way we're releasing them uh, is more or less in the order in which scripts were received. Uh, Hmm. The first one we received was Heather Christian's. Uh, podcast, which is called Prime, which was our debut episode last week, which is a musical mass. And then the second script we received was Roberts. Um, and we were we've been really delighted at uh, each script as they get turned as they're turned in, and and um, and how how each script is so different from one another, which is something that we are setting that we are that we are trying for when choosing the writers we were commissioning. We're talking about the Soundstage Soundstage podcast from Playwrights Horizons. Let's bring a playwright into the conversation. So, Robert, how did the fact that you're writing specifically for audio affect about how you went about writing your piece, Gather? Uh, Well, you know, first of all, there are no stage directions. Uh, So uh, that was something that was very different in terms of imagining it in space. Uh, And so... uh, I also thought that I would really love it to be something that was sort of, as, as Adam just said, native to uh, to audio. And so uh, I thought of, you know, what you would pick up if you had on a body mic. And then when mm-hmm. I thought of body mics, I thought of, well, uh, what if it was a hidden mic? You know, and then uh, the whole sort of like spy and thriller sort of you always uh, have that sort of trope of someone going into a space and no one knowing that, that they have a hidden mic on. Uh, so I thought that might be fun to start there. Um, and so it became a sort of real-time drama, which is different than normal uh, my normal writing in that you can take, you know, uh, a play can happen over years, you know, uh, or decades. Uh, but here I wanted it to be sort of in real time uh, on a device that actually is catching the sound as opposed to we're just listening to uh, 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 people read a play. Um, so that was what was exciting about writing this. And I want to play like the first 90 seconds of Gather so people can understand. Um, It'll actually illustrate what you were just discussing about the idea of a body mic picking up. We meet our first characters and it's kind of self-explanatory. So this is the first 90 seconds of Gather. Say something. Something? Say hello. Hello? Good. All right. Tell me the plan. Uh, Don't get killed. Yes. What's the rest of the plan? Get them to confess. To what? All of it. Get as much as you can, otherwise none of this will be worth it. Okay. And don't get killed. I'm scared. We'll be right here. Here is not in there. We're seconds away from you. Anything goes sideways? Here's seconds. What if they find the mic? They won't find the mic. What if they have a device that they can scan me or something without my knowing, and they find the mic, and we don't know that they found the mic, and they decide not to let on that they found the mic, and they know I'm working for you, and they decide to leave me on until they're able to get me away from this place and kill me for coming wired to this... Megan, take a deep breath. (laughs) They 
won't find the mic. I want to speak to Erica. No. Get out the van. That is from the Soundstage Podcast Gather, written by Robert O'Hara. Oh, that's so good. Um, when you were writing this, you talked about all the, the sort of interesting opportunities there are writing uh, audio fiction. What were some of the challenges for you as a playwright, aside from stage direction, in terms of, because it's a pretty compact form. Right. Well, you can't really uh, tell the character's name, so you don't really know who's talking uh, and, unless they say who they are. So that was a challenge to figure out how does one actually say their names uh, if the scene doesn't require it, uh, and how do you sort of delineate who's speaking and the stakes of the scene. So uh, what was great about it was to have uh, actors who actually were more used to doing voiceovers and doing audio work than I was. Uh, And so when we got into the studio, it was like such a joy uh, to have their help because, you know, uh, the amount of actors that we had and the amount of characters that we had were different. So the different voices from the actors, because usually in uh, you write a play, the actors using the voice that they use throughout the entire play. Uh, and here there are several actors doing several different voices uh, at, at the same time. And the sort of layering on uh, of, uh, of the street sounds and sort of making it really specific, which is uh, different than doing it in the theater. Uh, because there's a, there's a time set up called tech, of course, which is like, you know, a week and a half, and which you can hone that. And here we had sort of, you know, uh, a day, and then we had an engineering process that was outside of the actors to put other things in. So imagining what it would be was different than working on it in, in the theater. And so much fun to listen to you go on. Beyonce shows up, a whole bunch of historical <laughs> yeah. characters. It, it, yeah. it, you get to use your imaginations in all kinds of ways as you listen to this. So, Adam, what did you want to accomplish with this, this podcast? What do you hope you accomplish? Well, I mean, I think the, the, the real purpose of Players Horizons as an organization and very much, you know, as a person who's really had a career in developing and producing new plays um, is just it's our our belief is that playwrights are the great storytellers of our time, um, and um, we try to you know prove that point as many, in as many ways and dimensions as we can. I mean, I, I, I certainly as um, uh, as a as a as a TV watcher noticed that the the world of TV and the quality of TV shows changed. You know, if, if in my life anyway, sort of, sort of right around when Six Feet Under came out, and mm-hmm. you look at the writers that were working on that show, and it's Alan Ball comes from the theater, and um, uh, uh, Craig Wright, who's a uh, close um, part of the Player Horizons family, um, was writing for that show. And uh, I think that when you look at a number of those shows, Friday Night Lights that had uh, Bridget Carpenter and um, Weeds had Rollin Jones, that the, uh, the Wire uh, had Eric Obermeyer and Kia Corthran. Uh, um, I think that uh, when playwrights began to work in the television industry, they there was a deepening, uh, in my experience, of, of what TV was providing. And I was really curious, really, what, what happened um, to, the, to the scripted content um, form of, of audio storytelling and the 
uh, in the in the modern podcast scene if playwrights were um, setting their minds to it. In my mind, playwrights are highly adaptable writers. They're they're um, I don't know what it is. I think it might be because most playwrights when they start out uh, are working for zero money and they're it's often mm-hmm. in like a you know a basement somewhere or a small theater that you learn how to really adjust to the to the conditions in which you're writing and so i find that playwrights um are, are really um uh they just kind of they're they're kind of like they're really adaptable they're you know they're um and they and i was excited to see the ways in which specifically rule breaking um boundary pushing playwrights of the uh at least of the of the players horizons family um of writers uh what would they would do to audio as fiction and how would they would bend the rules and break the rules and certainly you know that was why we thought of robert for example robert's been uh, a rule breaker throughout mm-hmm. his career and and he really kind of changes forms and plays with form and, and he um creates audacious theater experiments mm-hmm. and i was so excited to see what would happen if he set his mind and that and uh his uh playmaking brain to the, to this medium. Um, so really it was, what our goal was, was really just a, it was, it was just artistic curiosity first. And, um, uh, and that's kind of what was driving us. And we're really pleased with how it's turned out and, um, and what the, the responses we're getting. The name of the podcast is Soundstage. My guests have been Playwright Horizons Associate Artistic Director Adam Greenfield and Playwright Robert O'Hara. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you. Thank you for having us. All of it is supported by Majuri, makers of handcrafted, ethically sourced jewelry for every day that's made to last. Looking for the perfect Mother's Day present? Majuri has taken the guesswork out of gifting, offering everything from dainty 14K solid gold pieces to pearls, diamonds, gemstones, and more. Make it personal with an engraving, or if you can't decide, check out their curated gift guide. Let them take care of the rest, gift wrapping included. Get free shipping on all orders in the U.S. and Canada, plus easy returns and a two-year warranty. Head to Missouri.com slash all of it or use code all of it for 10% off your first order. That's M-E-J-U-R-I dot com slash all of it.